This is your place for all things Detroit Red Wings and all things Chicago Blackhawks. With your hosts, Jordan Linscott, David Barnhouse, Nick LePage, and Tim Stampanato. This is the Stickblade Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Stickblade Podcast. For those of us, all it's your host, Jordan Linscott, my co-host, Tim Stampanato, Nicola Page, and David Barnhouse. If you're going to check us out, we're a Detroit Red Wings and Chicago's Blackhawks Chicago Blackhawks podcast. A little tongue-tied tonight. Ooh, you're just talk, too excited. I am excited. We talk all things Chicago Blackhawks and Detroit Red Wings, and we touch on light news around the NHL. Boys, the preseason's over. The full NHL 82-game season grind is upon us. What Tomorrow's the first game of the season, I think, for both of our clubs. Fellas, it's back. Like, for real, it's back. Tomorrow night, baby. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I'm so stupid excited to have hockey back. Just, like, any of it. Just give me all of it. I just realized you guys open your season against the defending champs. That's going to yeah, be fun. I mean, why not? I think it's really kind of the league to sort of set up an easy win for the banner raising ceremony for uh, Colorado. Uh, that's always a hard thing to do. It's like a home. Do we that's not like- play until Friday, Jordan? Yeah, we don't play till. Uh, Friday. I have to wait a whole week to watch Elmer Soderbloom just wreck everyone. I mean, technically, it's like two and a half days because you listen, got Tuesday, listen. Wednesday, and what's yeah Thursday, I guess, but. It still feels like a week to me, Jordan. It still feels like a week. It feels like a light year away. Yeah, the Avalanche have like and a not even a buzz light year. The Avs have a homecoming <laughs> game for their first game. You just find the oh, weakest nice. opponent and beat up on them. Yeah, I mean that. It's yeah. better than I think when we played Pittsburgh, one of their cup like banner raising years. Uh, we like beat them ten to one or something stupid like that. It was the only game that we felt good about that year. Uh. Yeah, because that was the year Crawford went down with a bunch of concussions. Uh, banner raisings. What are you going to do? I'm just so excited, guys. Like, it's weird. This offseason has seemed so slow for the NHL. I, and I don't know why, because nothing really changed. It just seemed super slow this year. The biggest change was, you know, uh, Johnny Hockey and to Chuck. Yeah. I mean, those were massive changes. Those are like about it. Like everything else kind of stayed a little easy. Like Matt Barzal stayed where he was at. I I think also like the last two or three years, we've had weird off seasons because of COVID and like the different truncated seasons. This was, it ended, I think at the right time, the time it normally does. And it's starting Mm -hmm. when it normally does. So it has felt like an infinitely longer off season than it has in the past like couple yeah. Of years yeah <laughs> fellas let's just get right into this thing up. the preseason's over let's talk about what we saw this preseason because as much as i think it's it's going to be pretty evident the blackhawks are probably tanking and it's the detroit red wings are going to try to be on the cusp this year and we'll get into both of those bits later both teams 
they kind of got to see what they have in the pipeline and see glimpses of that this preseason. I mean, Tim and Nick, just from the Hawks side of the podcast, what was your guys' takeaway overall from this preseason? <laughs> we, I, I like that apparently we don't score. So that's, that's cool. Uh, we have goalies in net. That's a thing. Uh, like all jokes aside though, some of my biggest takeaways are a lot of our young kids, the ones that aren't actually with the team this year, this preseason was all about the future, getting to get a sense of Reichel, getting a sense of Korchinski, uh, Samuel Savoie, uh, even like Colton Doc looked fantastic getting to see Vlasic as a number on the number one pairing with Jones for a lot of the time, a bunch of guys that just they're going to be in Rockford or they're going to be in and with their CHL teams or wherever they are. Uh, that's what this was about getting to see Arvid Soderblom shine. I really don't care about Max Domi and Andreas Hanta to see you playing with like you should score goals. That would be a thing that would be cool. But like, I don't know, Nick, maybe, maybe you picked up something else, but like, for me, this was all about the future. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm the, I'm hundred percent on the same board. Like it's a rebuilding year. Uh, I know it seems like we alternate every year, every other year about, Oh, it's rebuilt. Oh, we're back in. Hopefully we stay on track. And now it's consistent now. Yeah. Yeah. One, one simple plan. Um, yeah, I mean, the kids look good. I know on our last episode, we kind of, uh, praised Korchinski, Reichel, Gutman. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for what the future beholds. Uh, there's still a lot of time for these kids to develop and they've showed signs of promise in their young NHL careers slash preseason NHL careers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, takeaways from like the veterans, like there's, we got goalies going to go try to eat pucks, and we got Max Domi and Andreas Anthony CU forcing passes to Patrick Kane rather than shooting the puck. So uh, we traded Kirby Doc. Now we got two more Kirby Docs. So this is great. That I, I do want to highlight one thing. Uh, it was cool to see Luke Richardson start to map out sort of his stamp and his structure. Uh, sounds like it's a pretty adaptive system. It's not like a strict system, but the one thing that I did notice uh, was their penalty kill that he's actually putting a lot of emphasis on the penalty kill. He wants an aggressive penalty kill, more focus on catching people off guard. Uh, you know, the best defense is a good offense, like a much more aggressive and focused penalty kill than we've seen in the past. And like, he's talked about his theories on everybody practices the power play. We're going to practice the penalty kill just as much as the power play. I don't know. That's, that's kind of exciting for me. Mm -hmm. And gets a glimpse of who Richardson is as a coach. So, and because this is his first foray into being an official head coach, he's got a terrible roster, but in the flip side of that coin is he's got no expectations. So, yeah, that's that's what I've got for the Hawks for preseason. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's the Hawks. It, it's really hard to put that much into it. Uh, it's just Philip Bruce might make the team. Yeah, he he had a rough last preseason game. Uh, but I mean, in the end, 
it's a it's a season long project. It's roster is going to be ever so fluctuating. We're going to see names in and out. We're going to see people scratched constantly throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, random people that we've never even heard of thrown in the lineup just to see what they give them a shot in the NHL, see if they fit. So that's going to be the Hawks this year. Uh, lose hard for Bedard, and uh, we'll see if we're one of those bottom three teams. I mean, one thing I kind of want to ask you guys, um, I mean, you guys or you mentioned, Tim, that the Blackhawks are focusing on the penalty kill quite a bit. Like, do you think that the roster that they have – is it strong enough to play zone coverage penalty kill versus strictly man on man? I think, yeah, I think that actually zone coverage is probably going to be more conducive for this group than man on man. Uh, just because there's going to be lapses and people are going to need to cover for each other. I, I feel like, cause we played man on man. We played a very strict man on man with Colleton and yeah, they, yeah, go please jump on in there. No, yeah, no, yeah. They kind of went away. Like, as we all know, like the diamond is the diamond slash rhombus shape is traditionally the way you do it, you structure a penalty kill. Yeah. The Calta was very heavy, stand your man. Uh, you know, obviously, the extra man out there really made no sense to stay on one specific man because the puck's gonna be flying around, moving around tape to tape. Uh, but I think the Blackhawks are gonna go more back to that, you know, the diamond that you see and uh. And you know, uh, maybe slightly the slightly someone attacks the puck carrier, but I don't think it's going to be really like as aggressive. They're going to be playing more smart with on the penalty kill. I also think uh, building on that, I think the structure of this roster is actually more conducive to seeing a successful and like having more fun creating on the penalty kill than I think we're going to see on the power play. Uh, just with the caliber of the, like the skill sets of the people that are going to be on this team, I think offense, even on the power play is going to be hard to come by. I think there's a lot of guys that can disrupt a lot of guys that can get to those board battles. There's going to be a lot of energy, a lot of like (sighs) that grit, that sandpaper a little bit more guys that maybe aren't the most skilled, but they make up for it. We see a lot more of those count like, even a Colin Blackwell, I think could be good on there. Uh, pretty much half of our team is bottom six guys that can kill penalties and play hard. So, I mean, lose hard for Bedard kind of seems to be the thing, but I mean, if you're going to be losing hard, at least, at least it's going to be somewhat bearable if they're playing a defense heavy system. That, I mean, that's exactly it. Like I get it. If we're losing a lot of games, like two to one, two zero, even like three to one. I'm fine with it. Uh, I just don't want to see a lot of like five, six goal, four five, six goal games. Like that's, that's going to be a little demoralizing, but like, if they're, if they're keeping it tight and we're just not good. I mean, that's listen, when I was a defenseman playing soccer or floor hockey could not score, but I did stop the other team from scoring. And like, there's a satisfaction in that. And hopefully that's going to keep the Hawks mentally feeling good throughout the season. They're not losing much. It's what you call a trademark stick blade podcast. Little victory. Little, a little, a classic little victory. And that's what I'm going to be surviving on this year. Oh yeah. (laughs) I I mean, that's not doom and gloom and our audience today. Jordan, David. 
Tell me what how hope feels guys, like. Yeah, how are you guys feeling for the preseason? What's your takeaways? So I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we didn't win every game, but not expected. We played a lot of our young guys to try to see who can fill out where, because like we know who's making the roster, and then we just we're trying to figure out where everyone else is going to fall. And you know, today, Valeno and Zadina were um, the 13th and 14th forwards in the practice. They were swapping in with different lines to just kind of get a feel for where they're going to fit, where they can go. Like Zadina is going to be, I think, a top nine forward at least. Mm-hmm. Um, although apparently he left practice with a little bit of a hobble. I think he took a puck to the ankle. So I don't think anything serious with it, hopefully, because I think he's in line to have a pretty good year, my hope is. Um, but the, the big man to talk about is the big man. Elmer Soderblue making the team. <sighs> I came out of nowhere, like the last couple of years where he like, like, oh, he's, he's a pretty good prospect. And then he was just lighting it up in the SHL last year. And you're like, oh, maybe he might make the Griffins this year. No, just like Raymond. Last year, he jumped right to the front and has made the Red Wings for opening night. And it's exciting because, like, seeing his size, in my head, I'm like, okay, he'll probably just be, like, a Thomas Holmstrom type guy, a big body we can put in front of the net to mess with the goalie. But his hands are ridiculously good. Like, the goals he scored this preseason, it's unreal for a person that's six foot eight. So he's one I'm really excited about to see. Uh, this year um Edvinson going down to Grand Rapids I think we talked we talked about this a bit before the show I expected it I don't think he was going to make opening night um he had flashes where he looked pretty good and then at times where he just not saying he didn't look good but he needs to cook a bit longer in the oven he needs to to warm up a bit I think playing in the Griffins will help him get used to the American ice um, but I'm not going to make my big bowl prediction yet because I want Jordan to talk for a little bit about what he thinks. All right. So first off, loved what I saw out of the Winston preseason. Berggren looked really good. Zadina looked fucking amazing. <laughs> Joe Valeno looked good. Michael Rasmussen looked good. I'm going to commit sacrilege here and I'm going to say it. I'm, I don't understand how on earth the Red Wings sent Jonathan Berggren back to Grand Rapids after the preseason he just had. Meanwhile, they keep Adam Ernie on this squad. Like, I, I, I get Adam Ernie. Ernie. I do, Think- but like, Adam Ernie, I get it. He plays safe hockey. He's not creating tons of turnovers. That being said, he's probably not here when the Wings are competing again. Why are you blocking a guy like Jonathan Bergen, who was, what was it, near point per game status at the mm-hmm. AHL from making the NHL team when he looked awesome in the preseason? Here's, so here's my counter to that. I'm, I'm grumpy about Bergen not making it too. Here's the deal. Adam Ernie is a fourth line player. Adam Ernie is going to be getting fourth line minutes. Bergen should not be getting fourth line minutes. He's going to have top minutes in Grand Rapids to continue to grow and then shoot up to the Red Wings. I think Adam Ernie is a player that we're going to put on a fourth line grind type position, and that's not Berggren. Just like how we said Zadina would not be in that position. 
I, I was just going to chime in. It sounds like Bergeron's getting the Lucas Reichel treatment. If he's not in your top six or even your top nine, he's got to be getting top line minutes in, uh, in Grand Rapids. And like Jordan, like you said, he's not going to be, or Adam Ernie's not going to be with this team when they're contending again. So give him fourth line minutes. Bergeron, if he can be the guy in Grand Rapids and be that first line player, uh, you know, involved in all situations or whatever is going to make him thrive. And he cooks there for another year and then goes up when there's maybe some space filling. Maybe he's ready to not just be in the NHL, but thrive in the NHL. That's going to be more conducive than plugging away on the fourth line where Adam Ernie, that's where he's at his best at this point in his career. Like no disrespect. Like you need competent fourth line guys that thrive in that role. But, you know, can Michael Jordan mow his lawn? Yeah. Was he better playing basketball? Yeah. Put people in the right positions. Like that's how I look at it. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. I mean, sorry, sorry, David, real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, I just think it's a confidence thing too. Like he's riding hot through the preseason. Like you want to keep him riding hot, like let him go dominate the AHL. Uh, it builds a ton of confidence. Like that's what the Hawks are doing with Lucas Reichel. He dominated the AHL last year. Keep riding that confidence when your time's up, when that top six role opens up or top nine, even top nine for the Red Wings sense. Yeah. When when that top nine role opens up, he's going to be coming in on all cylinders, confident as ever. And you know, that that's half the game is playing with confidence. I just, I forgot something during my spiel earlier and I'm, I'm a failure for this. Forgive me, JFV, forgive yeah. me, but you know, JFV making the team, you know, all the haters out there not believing in the love that he gives us all with his amazing skill. I've never um, seen a hater. They're haters. They're haters. They're haters. They're out there somewhere on their little, not, you know, not on this podcast. They're on Reddit they, somewhere. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But JFE, like, I'm so excited. For Phillips, they need him to get traded after putting up 80% Corsi 4 numbers. In two what a classic bust. Game. Classic bust numbers. Classic big bust. bust. Big bust. Big bust. Put him with his, you know, countryman, Verona. He's just going to bust even more. Bunch of idiots. But, so should I should I make my... um? My big bold prediction that I hinted at earlier. Are we are we making big bold predictions? Is it big bold know. prediction time? Wait, are we already on bold bold I'm, prediction I'm, time? I'm burning up on the, it right now. We didn't even get to the we didn't get to the news sector yet. There is no news That's besides you guys true. making a trade. Besides you guys making a trade, trade. midnight last uh, night. You know what? Get your news up. Go ahead. I you're sitting on all pins and needles. We'll do news. <laughs> Bru- uh, not news. Uh, predictions. Prediction. Bold prediction. Go ahead. Oh, I'm all turned around. All this talk of busting and big news. Like, I'm just, I'm, what are we doing? Here we go. You ready for this? It seems like David couldn't really keep it in. So, like, yeah, you had, to, you had to just let him go. Let I'm going to say cook. right now, the, the reigning Calder Trophy winner, Moritz Sider, will be a Norris finalist this year. That's your bold prediction? I like we it. are, Wow. I'm willing to even say he could possibly. Uh, 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 get, we'll get to. We'll get to. The I was going to say, are we? Are we just jumping from big bold <laughs> predictions to like trophy predictions? We'll get to the awards. We'll get to the awards. We had a plan, David. <laughs> You've gone rogue. What? 
All right, well, so since we're on bold predictions, Jordan, what do you got for the Wings this year? Yeah, what's your big bold prediction for the Wings? I think Zadina cracks 20 this year. I think he finally, this is year, he puts it all together, and he cracks 20 goals. Like he that. looked awesome in the preseason, and it looks like when he's got stable line mates who are supporting him well, it, he has such better analytic numbers. And Steve Eisman said it himself that they've told Zadina over and over, keep doing little things right, eventually the goals will come. I think the goals are coming this season. Jordan, who do you see said he's going to be supported by line mates? Who's his line mates that he's I mean, predominantly with? You think Verona? I'd, I'd imagine it's going to be Verona, him and Suter. And a like and the Kopp. language barrier is a real thing. So like, I think there's going to be some adjustment there where like those guys can communicate better than they might with other forwards. But I think it's not unreasonable for him to put those numbers up floating through the middle six plane with either Andrew Kopp or Pia Suter. Like Pia Suter is a perfectly fine setup player and Andrew Kopp is as well. Um, other news with the wings, because I guess we were on news too, partially, right? It's like a half. Where are we there? <laughs> I don't um, know where we're at anymore. Nick's, Nick's, Nick's podcast, he talks about spit and chicklets. Uh, Red Wings head coach Derek Laloon is going to be on it tomorrow. Ah, cool. Interesting. Oh, sorry. One more piece of news real quick. Sebastian Cosa is officially playing in the Grand Rapids Griffins this year. I'd like to great. say you heard it here first, folks. It was going to happen. We called it. We called it last week. But yeah, that's an official thing, which awesome. The Red Wings haven't had a goaltender who's made the draft plus one jump to that level in a long time. That is so, really exciting. I mean, it's a rarity in NHL-wise, let alone just the Red Wings. Usually, Jordan, do you think do you think he wears the wing wheel this year at some point? I mean, he might get like a sample, a couple of games at the end of the season, maybe, but he's not gonna get like a true stint with the club. I think they're he's not gonna. gonna get they're not gonna burn his. They're not gonna burn his ELC. I mean, next I year though, if they have the goalie injuries, I think they will call him up for a backup role. And I've seen people on Facebook and Reddit saying they're not going to burn a year of his entry level contract next year either. But if Steve Eisenman is serious when he says that they want to like award positions based on merit, you'll have a full season of Grand Rapids time to look at and either say, "Yeah, we want to try this guy as the backup," or give him some real looks at the NHL. And I think at that point next year you might legitimately see him get a chance to play back if injuries happen. Yeah. I don't, it's not this I year. Think, I think the really conservative approach of worrying about burning a year ELC is kind of overrated in general anyways. Cause I think the players know what you're doing. Like if you keep them down, like, yeah, they're going to try to screw you if you send them down for a full year for no reason. I think, Did, and I just think like, if you do them a solid, they get closer to actual real money. They're willing to take a little bit of a pay cut to help you to help out the organization. Wasn't there arguments with like Lucas Reichel? We burned a year of his contract last year, and people were like, What's the story with that? Like, there's also merits in if you get to that second contract faster before they've really peaked for certain players, you can get yeah. them on a pretty affordable, reasonable bridge deal and not have to worry about that big contract yet. If you can just, yeah, okay, we're gonna sort of burn that year, get you going. And we can start yeah, getting you locked in for a couple of years at a reasonable price. I mean, you can almost kind of buy yeah, UFA years at that rate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on the player. But, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Nick 
Tim, do you guys have any like bold prediction uh, predictions for the Blackhawks this year? Nick, I'll let you go first because I've got a bold, I've got a big bold prediction. Yeah, I got a bold prediction, and I mean it's kind of a two for one. I think by the end of this season, or actually not even by the end of the season, by March, Patrick Kane is going to be playing somewhere in the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the New York Rangers. And to go along with that hand in hand, Jonathan T- Taze retires as a Blackhawk at the end of this year. Dang. Wow. He just That's... like watching him during this preseason, he kind of looks just disinterested. His heart's not all there. I, I feel the exact same way, man. Like for both predictions? Mm, or well, just Taze. I, I definitely agree with the Taze prediction that he hasn't looked there's he hasn't looked like Taze, even healthy. I Kane, if he is in the Rangers, I will buy. Or I will buy a Kane Rangers jersey in a heartbeat. Oh, same here. Yeah. Uh, Taze, like he says, he's like, again, we can only take his word for it. I don't know if he'll ever be fully back. It's like Zetterberg was his back. Like we knew it was a matter of time. Yeah. My big, bold prediction for the Hawks I think that we finish the regular season with the second worst record and we get the third overall pick. Oh, God. Who do you think getting first worst record? Arizona? Oh, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, Arizona, Arizona State's going to State. get the absolute Arizona worst State. record. They are abysmal. I don't, I don't know. That home ice advantage could be pretty nuts. Yeah. These college kids were a rowdy, rowdy bunch. Every night's going to be dollar hot dog night. Oh, that Phil Kessel's coming back, baby. Uh, <laughs> That's how they get him back. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think that we end up getting the third overall pick. And I think that we get uh, Fantilli. I don't, I think Fantilli's going to go second. You think? I, I wonder if the the russian player that's predicted to go second or third i mean especially if a team is thinking they can afford a couple of years they're like that bad like if the flyers get that second overall pick i think they might take a swing on the russian kid uh i don't know i i think that we get the third overall we get fan silly that's my big bold prediction current draft has fantilly at third on tankathon I think there's a lot to factor in, though. It depends on if the, yeah, it's it's kind of like that Pod Colson situation where he was projected to go top three a couple of years ago, and then he slipped all the way to ten because people people were nervous about Russian players even before the war and everything that's going on. Just with the, the KHL, the a, way that they, they're signed, yeah, they're signed to contracts. They're con- they're signed. Yeah, it's a totally and it's a totally different reciprocity agreement than like even the SHL or like the Liga or anything like that. Uh. People were nervous about it before. Now, with some of the questions of like military service and like, will they even, if they want to, will they be able to get over? Uh, that is the only big question of like, will they, will he fall? Will that guy fall? And it's a long year. I mean, Jesus, we saw Shane Wright drop to fourth. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? I, I'm crazy. I didn't realize that. 
because I'm looking at Tankathon, I didn't realize that Predators and Sharks played two games in Prague. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dominic, wow. Hasek, Dominic Hasek was not pleased, and the NHL is not allowed to play any more games in uh, Wait, Prague. Wait, what? Yeah, because Dominic Hasek said, or yeah, Dominic Hasek made it very clear that if the NHL played games over in uh, Prague, they were not, or in the Czech Republic, they were not allowed to have the Russian players play. Russian players are not allowed to play in the Czech Republic right now. Uh, Sounds like the NHL sort of ignored that. Uh, And Dominic Hasek did a big Twitter post where he's like, the NHL is not allowed to play in Prague anymore. Is Dominic Hasek like the president of Czech Republic? Now? No, <laughs> no, he, he, he's just saying things. Uh, I love hey. it. Like it's wild. I love being on Twitter and just seeing wild stuff show up. Like Dominic Hasek making grand making decrees. Decisions. Yeah. Decrees for Czech Republic. He's like, no, the president's like, but I'm the president. No, you're not. Oh yes, sir. Mr. Hasek. Yeah. It kind of sucks. I mean, it's dumb just because like, it's like hating someone for their political beliefs. Like, yeah, they're not involved in like the, also, just because most of these Russian, Russian players don't even like. Uh, I guess. Yeah, they're not. They're not like. Oh yeah, like nobody loves war. Nobody yeah, loves th- war. There's a reason that they're over here playing hockey and not like in the I, in the army at this current true. time. I mean, then we had like the crazy rumors over the summer that like Kaprasov was being kept in Russia. And I mean, uh, he was going to be enlisted. Was. Well, well, he was going to be enlisted, but he wasn't enlisted. They, I, there's a lot of we weird stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's that. I mean, what was it a Flyers prospect? A former Everton player. I can't remember his name, but it was on Reddit. Someone was talking about it. Who was Russian was enlisted into the Russian military last week. All this to say, if your team ends up getting the fifth or sixth pick, you might get one of the best players in the draft because he might fall. Uh, He's listed on Tankathon at number two currently. That's that's what I've always seen him at pretty consistently. Yeah. I see but, Scott Wheeler have him have him as low as three, but so speaking of teams that might be getting the fifth overall pick, let's jump into the Blackhawks like season predictions. Cause like I think it's pretty obvious this management group is not trying to yield a cup contending team this year. For sure. I mean, the, yeah. again. As it's been repeated in multiple articles, coaches don't tank, players don't tank, management and front offices do tank. So, like, yeah, they're going to make it very difficult for the players and Richardson to defy that. I mean, Tim and Nick, like, just a, what do you expect from this team, like, record wise? And second, I mean, what are you guys even looking for this season to see? Because, I mean, as much as you know, you're, it's going to be a tank year, and you're not going to have a ton to be happy about. Probably, there's got to be like something that comes about from this season that, if you're looking down the future at the end of the tunnel, you're looking to see something. You're going to be watching Rockford. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good point. <laughs> Essentially, Tim, like you're going to keep an eye on these young defensemen in the end. Like that's what we kind of have hopes for right now. Uh, especially we have open spaces for them, open roster spots for them. Uh, so really who could take advantage of being in a bottom, bottom two role on the defense or, um, or, I mean, then when Reichel comes up, it's just going to be interesting what kids, when they get a chance to go flourish in the NHL, like those little announcements during the regular season, like, Oh, transaction news, Blackhawks call up, 
so-and-so. It might not be Reichel. It might be some random kid from the AHL that not many people have heard of. But it's going to be fun to watch. Maybe Tepley gets a shot. Yeah. Like, record-wise, I say 23 wins, 24 wins. If I, that. I would put us at 30. I Again, we still have Patrick Kane. Domi and Anthony Sio will figure it out. Like, again, they're wild playing with Kane right now. But, like, that'll all stabilize as chemistry builds and Kane tells them to not be idiots. Uh, you've still got Seth Jones. You've still got, you know, I know Murphy's, like, hurt, but he'll be back in. Uh, you've got a, a potentially, like, for the first time in a long time, very healthy Peter Mrazek that might be ready to prove something uh, on the back half of his career at this point. Like, you have enough people you're not going to be a good team like i do think the bottom three are going to be between us uh arizona state and either the flyers or buffalo but even buffalo is starting to look good like if they don't bungle development they have a really good potential roster uh I, I just don't think we're going to be the worst team, but we are one of the worst teams. And the problem, Jordan, like you said, a lot of our the guys that you'd be watching for being like, oh, I'm seeing the future right now, they're not going to be with the Hawks this year. Like, I don't think that Reichel gets more than a couple of games, to be entirely honest, uh, because that's not the plan. Uh, and most of the guys are in other places, I think at this point now you're enjoying watching Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze as Hawks legends and seeing how bad, like how little we can lose by. It's not going to be a good year. You're going to watch the Hawks because you like watching hockey and you care about it. It's going to be very hard to find if you're looking for a reason other than the passion for it it's going to be very difficult to find that this year. Yeah. I mean, this year is really going to test your patience and fandomship of the team. I mean, I guess last year kind of tested your fandomship of the team too. But you got to watch like Brandon Hagel rocket until the trade. And like you, there was always that hope that people were going to, there was a hope last year. They click, but they click. Yeah. Cause you, you thought when the off season or the, in the offseason last year, I thought it was a you're like, they're making all these moves. You're like, wow, like, I guess we're not really doing this rebuild anymore. We're a playoff team again. And then it just, the wheels fell off. Last year, Jonathan Taze was back. Uh, you got Mark Andre Fleury for nothing. Yeah. Like, just inked Seth Jones and he was on a recently pretty reasonable contract. Like, we had things to be excited about last year. This year, I guess I'm excited to watch Max Domi fight someone. <laughs> I'm excited, to see, uh, I'm excited to see that these names build up their trade value. That's all I'm I mean, that's excited a, about. Right. Yeah. Now <laughs> the transactions you're going to be looking for are the Hawks have traded X to X for a, a pick. A that's what rounder. you're, that's what you should be looking for. <laughs> and third or second rounder. Yes. And hope for the best and be along for a ride. This is what separates the Fairweather fans. And even then, I'm not going to watch all the games this year or I'll watch the first two periods probably. And then not watch the third. I'm going to try. 
it's just not going to be fun. I mean, Jordan, David, the year that the Red Wings were historically bad. Yeah. (laughs) What, what was it that kept you going? Can I be honest? Yeah. Mickey Redman, Ken Daniels, Chris Osgood. And we don't have that. Yeah. I mean, no, like hearing those announcers, like talking, kept me watching. Um, just the, the, the very glimmer of lights when you'd see like Larkin or Bertuzzi or someone do something good, like those players, like your Kane, your, your Taves. We don't have our Zetterbergs or a Datsuks anymore, but we have the new guys coming up. Like when you guys had your Kane and your Taves on the rise, that's what we have. That's what we were having. And just like, having hope realizing that this was the bottom of the hill and that there's only going up from here. It's not like your Arizona's or your Buffalo's where it's like, God, where, when is this going to end? Like Iserman was here. We knew he wasn't going to mess around. And so for me, it was just trusting the Iser plan wholeheartedly and having those announcers that I've listened to for ages now, like holding my hand and walking me through it, talking me through it. For me, at least. Jordan, what about you? I mean, for me, it was kind of like a mix of things. Like, obviously, Dylan Larkin was as good as ever. Bertuzzi was as good as ever. Like, you knew those guys were going to be entertaining. I think the other thing that was kind of interesting was you kind of got to watch how players like Philip Zadina handled like struggle because he was not good that year particularly you got to watch how Robbie Fabry was a surprise guy who kind of just came out of nowhere a guy that we didn't expect anything from and he looked really good um no Perlini though he's no Perlini but like seeing you know at the, towards the end of the season Jacob Verana the Mantha trade like that was something that kept eyes peeled because a lot of people didn't even really know who he was when he came to Detroit and then he's putting up goals left and right. Like it was things throughout the season that you kind of saw and were like, it's still not a good season, not fun to watch, but there are players that are fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like the unit was not fun to watch. I, I hear yeah, <laughs> And that's, I, I think if I've got one thing to say to Hawks fans, I have to hope this is the bottom. And I think this is the bottom. Yeah, this is it. Uh, this is going to be the worst year we'll probably endure in a while. Yeah, but let's just yeah, just tough it out, stick with the punches, and uh, things where the the light at the end of the tunnel will eventually come. Trust the Davison plan. Trust well, the plan. I, I mean, yeah, there is yeah, a plan. So yeah, that's we could tra- we could transition into that. The Hawks. I mean, Jordan, you want to if you want all around the Hawks, you could. I'll cue it over to you to kind of set up. Wait, wait, the trade, the trade. the trade. Yeah, so the Blackhawks traded Riley Stillman for I, I was I forget the guy's name. Uh, Dickinson, D- Jason Dickinson, Jason Dickinson, Jason yeah. Dickinson, and a second round pick. Congratulations, good value for a guy who. The bottom pairing shutdown defenseman. Yeah. I I really liked Riley Stillman, uh, but he's was a, he the needle mover. No, no, uh, he's he's a great guy to have as depth and like a bottom pairing for like a competent team and he's on a like 
1.3 or 1.75, like somewhere under 2 million a year contract. Like it's a nice contract. Uh, this would, but to get a second round pick, like let alone a second round pick and like a roster player. Awesome. Yeah. These are the moves we should be making right now. Uh, and what's good is the roster player doesn't really move the needle, but he's a great bottom six competent, you know, mm-hmm. penalty killing, uh, you know, forward. Yeah. You got a no, second round uh, yeah, pick. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's all in all, like I got, like we had no strings attached to Riley Stillman. Like that was kind of the, he was the last remaining piece from that Florida trade that we made with, to get Brett Connolly and Henrik Borg. So he was kind of just a throw in, in that trade. So he was the, the one that stuck around the longest. Yeah, yeah. The fact that we flipped him for a second round pick for a guy that we really had no intention. Like he, he only stayed with the Hawks because Nikita Zadorov didn't, didn't work out. Yeah, he was a cheaper Zadorov. He was a cheaper, smarter Zadorov. Yeah. So like, kudos to Davidson. Like Dickinson's gonna, he's gonna go out there eat eat probably twelve minutes, 11, 12 minutes a night. Uh, and he's going to be an extra body out there. And if he's uh, and consistent, sec- you can flip him at the deadline for a fourth with the Carl Soderbergh treatment. Yeah. I mean, the second round pick that, that is amazing. That's an amazing return yeah. on Riley Stillman. Uh, kudos to Davidson. What a trade. And I, and uh, I should say Davidson is doing exact. Cause I'm sure there's people thinking like, okay, why, why was that trade? Why did Vancouver make that trade? Uh, dumping cap space uh they ended up saving like 1.5 mil roughly in cap space and they paid us the second to do that flip and that's what you you, jordan you talk about the davidson plan the davidson plan right now is weaponize cap space and acquire assets and so he knows where the team's at he's sticking to a plan uh which is more than we can say about certain regimes in the past uh again there will be more teams that need to weaponize cap that need cap space especially as guys come off long-term injury reserve you know however they do it we're gonna be there we're one of the teams that can take on a bad contract even with duncan keith's recapture penalty we can take on a bad contract or two for compensation so you do what steve eiserman did take on a bunch of dead contract a bunch of extra second and third round draft picks and then eventually convert those into potential, you know, depth guys for when your rebuilds going to be over, or use them as trade sweeteners for other players later. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, just continue to build a uh, draft stock, and especially we passed a notorious thin draft this past season. So now the next two drafts I think are rated pretty deep. So, uh, yeah, it's a win. It's a win trade. Like now is the time to be bad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> It's a win trade. Can't be mad about it. So, uh, corresponding news to fill a body for Riley Stillman. Bakes, uh, Blackhawks uh, picked up Jake Tenardi on waivers. Is that his name? Jer- Jared Tenardi. Jared Tenardi. Uh, yeah, that it's a defenseman. He is a defenseman. <laughs> he is a player in <laughs> the NHL. He is probably an eighth defenseman. Uh that said, we've got a lot of injuries, and having this guy as like our seventh defenseman right now keeps an Alex Vlasic playing top line minutes in Rockford, keeps Isaac Phillips playing top line minutes in Rockford. Uh, 
Ian Mitchell is hurt right now. Otherwise he's going to be back in there at some point, I'm sure. And when everybody's healthy, this guy will get waived and either get picked up by some team that needs grit and leadership and intangibles, or he'll be in Rockford being grit leadership and intangibles for <laughs> the, the kids. I mean, that that's yeah. the long and the short of it. Yeah. I, I really had no other, I had no other input in it. <laughs> I just, it was news. It's something. It, it, it is news that happened today. <laughs> what, what about on the Red Wings side? I mean, that's really it for the Hawks side of news. What about before we, we covered Berger and not oh, yeah. making the team, which I feel like was your bigger, like when Soderblom made the team, Bergen going down, uh, Derek Loon down, spitting chicklets, uh, making the team. Giovanni Smith passed through waivers. Yeah, yep, Giovanni Smith is in the Griffins. How do you feel about that? Fine. Do you feel about that? <laughs> I like Giovanni Smith. I think he'll pop up in the winged wheel a few times this year. Um, but I could see him getting traded to like a Toronto that desperately needs a little grit. bit of physical. Yeah. Like that physicality that needs somebody to mix it up a little. Uh, Stillman got you guys a second. I think, you know, Giovanni Smith could get us a second or a first. No. Yeah. He could probably well, get us a third or fourth. Though. Let's not be – now, Nick, let's not be judgy. I mean, think about the fact that Toronto acquired – what was it? Uh, Nick Foligno mm-hmm. for a for first. first and a fourth, and now he's on the first today? Now he's in the AHL. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Toronto's pretty dumb with their money. So, the, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, so are the Lightning. And yet they keep doing things. Uh, no state income tax. <laughs> ain't that something? Yeah, Toronto don't got that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that, news. That's that's it for the news. I, that, I, it's weird, but I can actually see Detroit sending him to a team like Toronto who doesn't have cap space to work with because he's and, on a cheap contract, right? Yeah, he's not making over a million. Yeah, fantastic. Like, that's exactly what Toronto needs. Like, a team like Toronto could use him. I think St. Louis could use him. Um, the Rangers could use him. I think. Like, they got Ryan Reeves, though. Yeah. Flyers. He's also older. I love Reeves, but like, yeah, Flyers. What are they going to do about anything? That's a torch player. I could definitely see him going to a team that needs to dump cap space so that at the trade deadline they can make moves for other pieces they want to pick up, like. Toronto, for example, if they do look like they're going to make the playoffs this year, they can't pick anybody up. They have no cap space. Same with uh, who is it? Um, there's another team that's super cap strapped. Edmonton. They don't really have cap space right now either. Like you could take a cap dump from either team like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, David, what is your like opinion on what the Wings are doing this season? Because like our I don't want to spoil it, but we're making the playoffs, right? Or that's the goal. It's a bold prediction. It's a very bold prediction because the East is so freaking strong. Like, especially our division. Like, it's a strong division. I'm going to agree with you, though. I think we squeak it out. I think we squeak in. I don't think we challenge for the cup, come anywhere near it. But I think we squeak into the playoffs and give these young guys that first taste. And they're going to be hungry for more. You heard it here first, folks. The Detroit Red Wings are making are making the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. Wild. The drought is almost over. Hey, Jordan, how about you? New, 
I mean, sh- well, go here, go ahead. What's up? What about you? What's your predictions on the Wings this year? I mean, I think they're making it in by like the skin of their teeth, but I think it's going to happen. I, I like what they've done. I, they're still a far way off from being a true competitor, but I, I think Here's they're not think. far. Here's what I think. It's the opposite of us scraping, trying to hold on to the playoffs. When Holland was just putting oh, sure. on a putting on a sinking ship, I think we scrape in, and it has the opposite effect of trying to hold on. And it's no, we're coming, we're coming hard because it's going to give those young guys your cider, your Raymond, your Bertuzzi, your Larkin. All these guys are going to be like, no, 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 no. We like that. So we you think you're that. you're 2008, 2009 Hawks, and. Yeah. And Iserman's going to be like, you like that? Look at this wallet I got. I like that too. And we're going to spend. He's going to be like, oh, what are we missing? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to start ringing phones. Other team GMs are going to start sweating because they see who's on the other line. <laughs> and and we're going to be, we're going <laughs> to the knock on the door. Why'd you hang up? <gasps> <gasps> You spoke no, pot. I, I do think that like that's the case. Um, let's just move into it since we're already talking. I mean, about the, it, this feels like a very natural segue. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> teeing it up. We're teeing it up. It's a big part of the show. Looking at like the division of the this show. Year, who is everybody? We're like, let's talk about who we're expecting to make the playoffs this year. Absolutely, and, like, it is time for too early, my... too soon, bold predictions. I mean, Jordan, it's only right you're the host of the show, so why don't you start with the Atlantic? All right, let me pull up the uh, real quick. Buffalo, so for, Ottawa. The, all right, so with the Let's we're gonna go through each of the four divisions and then we're gonna talk or we're just gonna like mention who we think is making the playoffs for each division. Yeah. Um yeah. starting yeah. with the Atlantic. And am I correct that we have ranked them from division winner to yeah. like sneaking in? Okay. I then I have two. I'm ready for it. Ooh, okay. I have not, but I can do that. Um I think Tampa is winning this division. They still are Tampa Bay, haven't had any major uh departures from their club um toronto top heavy but i still think that the forward pool is just good enough to get them there they're offensive juggernaut defensively some serious problems which we talked about before uh the third team getting in the ottawa senators i think it's going to happen for them this year wild you think they're third in the atlantic Mm -hmm. and i think detroit's going to squeak in from in that fourth spot i think I know it, it's not even just like Hayden on Boston. I legit think that they're going to have this weird off year, and I think Florida's going to have one too. So you, oh you, got, you got Florida, you got Florida missing. I think they could be this year's so, Montreal. So do me you a favor, Jordan, Jordan. Just lay out really quick, recap. Who was your Atlantic? Just top to bottom. You're Tampa's four. winning, followed by Toronto. Ottawa will be third, and I think Detroit squeaks in in the fourth. Okay. I know it's okay. super bold, but you know what? I'll make bolds. I'm, I'm not going to shit on it. I'm not going to shit on it. Who's next, me or Tim or Nick? I'll, I'll go. Okay. I'm not a coward. Let's do it. Uh, you call me a coward? So top of the Atlantic, uh, I've got Tampa. Is 
Um, you can't not put Tampa right there right now. They're built. They're bringing in basically the exact same team. Yep. Uh, so Tampa, uh, I got Toronto second. So Jordan, we're already looking pretty similar here, but I also, yeah, the regular season Toronto is not a concern to me. It's playoff Toronto. Uh, my number three, this is where we, uh, we differ. My friend, uh, I got the Florida Panthers. I, I think Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight are just, Spencer Knight's going to have a next step. Bobrovsky's going to be a little more consistent. Barkov's phenomenal. Uh, Kachuk is going to be a big piece of that this year. They've already got a wicked defense. Like, yeah, no, no. I, I think Florida's comfortably third. Fourth, I'm putting Ottawa. Okay. I, I think that they've made the right moves to bring it. Giroux. Uh, you've got Stuzel, uh, Thomas Shabbat, Cam Tablet, once healthy, is a the best goalie they've had in years, uh, which says more about the quality of their goaltending than Cam Talbot. But here we are. And then fifth. Bro, you got five from the Atlantic. I'm not impressed by the Metro a lot this year. Uh, Detroit squeaks into the playoffs. I think that they are the fifth best Atlantic team, which is just enough to get them in. Right on. Had I, to. I, Your I, roster is too I, exciting. That is, I, I like it. I like it. I'll go with uh-huh. my Atlantic. I, I got Florida winning the division. Okay. I got Florida winning. I got Tampa in second. Okay. I got my, uh, not my, uh, Toronto in third. At third. And for my fourth and final team from the Atlantic division, I got the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. Get the ball. God, God dang it, Tim. Now you've got me questioning everything because with your five picks, because now I'm looking at the, now I'm looking at the Metro and I'm Look like, the Metro. Yeah, they could do it. They could not do it. Um, trust your, trust the heart of the cards, man. Okay. Yugi. Or you're more of a Joey. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, I know what I am. <laughs> oh man. Um, I got. I got a. What do you got? No, I think. I think. I think there's four teams in the Metro that could make it. I don't think I'm going to pick four. So I think Tampa wins the division. I mean, like like Jordan and Tim have said, they are the same team. They're still strong. I think Florida takes second. So I'm doing a flip and Nick. I think Florida on paper is a stronger team than my number three team. And that's Toronto. Um, and then I got to go with my, my boys, my hungry boys, my Detroit it. Red Wings, baby. Four, four, I love three. it. Four they're going to get a taste. They're going to get a taste and they're going to just be like, mm-hmm, yep, this is what we want. And we're going to keep fighting next year and the year after. Coming back for seconds. Let's go. So with that, should I start Metro since I ended this one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. We'll sure. Metro. <sighs> this one's tough. As much as I like to crap on or actually no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick them first. I'm gonna pick New York Rangers first. Okay. I think that team was very strong last year and just missed moving on by, you know small margin in the playoffs and then i'll go with the craps sorry caps washington capitals as the number two team 
I think Carolina is my number three team in that division. And I think scraping it out against the other junk teams in this division, I think for my, my, my buddies, Nick and Tyler, my Pittsburgh fans, I think Pittsburgh just scrapes into the playoffs in that fourth spot. Fair. 100% yeah. fair. Okay. I guess I'll go for the Metro. Uh, I got the Rangers winning the division. I think they're just – you got the best goalie arguably in the league in between the pipes there. So, I think uh, – and then I think their offense actually turns it up a little bit. They kind of they kind of went – Patrick King play. too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got Patrick King going there later. So, uh, but no, I think their offense turns it up. I think, uh, you know, because earlier last – early last season, they struggled off the gate. Shesterkin was winning them games. And then in the playoffs, Shesterkin was winning them games. Um, so I think their offense actually puts it all together with Minka and, and Aaron and everybody like that. So they're my win- division winner. Uh, Hurricanes in second. How could you not? I mean, they're still a great team. They lost Pacioretty, but still got a great forward squad. They got a great D squad. They're, they're young. They're entertaining. They're fun. So uh, Carolina in second. Third, I got Washington Capitals. I think uh, they're just – they're the Caps. They always find a way. They tough it out. They just they continue their dominance. And Alex Ovechkin's chasing Gretzky, so needs he's just gonna light up the scoreboard. Fourth, the New Jersey Devils. Get out of town. Are you serious? The new the New Jersey Devils. What grounds do you have? I I don't know. I you just I got mean, a gut feeling. I mean, I think I think Jack Hughes takes off. Uh, I think Nico Hishier has another good year. I think that they got a really good young, uh, young stud team. They traded Ty Smith for uh, who was it this offseason? Um, oh, they did Pitt. flip Ty Smith. Yeah, they flipped Ty Smith to. Uh, well, he was in the pit. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, we'll, they, fi- we'll figure that out. They tried to upgrade their defense, so I think the Devils squeak in. I mean, his uh, year's on injured reserve, so we'll for see. Now. For yeah, now. for now. It's a, uh, it, yeah, I mean, I think the Devils, they have a young stud team. I think Jesper team, Bratt is yeah. solid. Yeah, I, mean, I just think they're a team that really is going to – I mean, I think Jack Hughes is a star in the making. I think this is his – like, he his coming out party was last year. I think this year he just absolutely takes the league by storm. So yeah, and uh, I got the so I got four teams. I got the Penguins missing. Before I go, I have to ask, who is the goaltender for Jersey? Is it it Mackenzie Blackwood? It's it's Blackwood, and there's somebody else. They they like signed, picked up somebody in the off season. Let me look at their uh, team. That should the be an upgrade to Blackwood. Um, Vanishek. Yeah, Vanishek. Yeah. All right. I and don't hate got- that. And they got Jonathan Bernier in their roster, apparently. As so goaltender three. three. Not the worst. Okay. I'll, I'm excited to watch what they do. Uh, I guess I'll go since we're sort of snaking back. Um, Metro winning division. This should be a surprise to no one. Uh, the team that I'm going to be actually watching for excitement and not for pain this year. The New York Rangers are going to be winning uh, the Metro. <sighs> Like like you said, Nick, realistically, their firepower up front. I mean, Kreider just has to – he doesn't even have to duplicate what he did last year. He just has to be in the ballpark. Lafreniere, I think it's the year that he takes a huge step forward. We saw that step in the playoffs. I think he's going to continue. Uh, 
Kako, I think, is going to be more consistent. Obviously, Panarin's a hero. Uh, Their defense is solid. I think Keandre Miller's a stud just finally in a position where he can really be a top four defenseman. Uh, Shesterkin's a genius. Got to be the Rangers. Number two, Carolina Hurricanes. uh, Too consistent and stable of a team to not. And then number three in the Metro, I've got Pittsburgh. I have to, I don't think that the Capitals have enough balance. I think it's going to be Ovechkin versus the world. Uh, and I think just Pittsburgh, the way he likes it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh has, if Crosby, Malkin and Latane can be healthy. Gunsel's obviously a stud and like Tristan Jari's fine. They're, I think that Pittsburgh is the only reasonable one that gets in. I cannot see anyone else in the Metro this year jumping those teams uh, barring injuries to pittsburgh but i other than that what I happened to it. carolina why are we all like not like i just carolina. like the rangers more than i like carolina frankly yeah i mean i got carolina too i got carolina too mm-hmm. I, I yeah i think we've all got carolina true. too yeah hold on hold on let's get no, i picked let's... i picked washington too Oh, dang. Okay, well, you're hard on the Canes. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, what are you talking about? You're the one shit on them. I don't know. I guess I'm just a piece of crap. I don't know. I didn't want to say it. Uh, Jordan, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think Carolina's winning the division this year. They there we are. Look strong as ever. <laughs> um, New York's not far behind them. Again, just if Kreider looks good, if Fox stays Adam Fox, yeah. if goaltending stays up, like who – I can't remember. Do they trade? Uh, what's his name? Georgia. Georgia. I want to say they did, but one of the team. Hold on. Because I'm trying to remember. Did they trade? They traded him. Do I think it was who's or no? Yeah, because they have Yaroslav Halak as their backup goalie. Yeah, Halak, and then they no. have Shosturkin still. Uh, Shosturkin's on the Avalanche now. Wait, am, who? You mean Georgia? Georgia. I blacked out for a second. They didn't trade Shosturkin, but yeah. Carolina will be first. New York is going to be second. Um, I think Pittsburgh is going to be in. Th- no, yeah, I think Pittsburgh will be in third. And then bullet prediction: I think the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to take the fourth. I think Washington misses this year. Wow! I think the Blue Jackets—they're a year away from squeaking in. I I don't hate it though. I think Johnny Gaudreau is a great addition. They, I like their young. I completely forgot about Gaudreau. That's on me. I think they're young. They're young kids like Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger. I don't know. Did, did Kent Johnson go back to Michigan? I th- I want like I want to say he did, but I don't pay attention to that. Yeah. Columbus yeah. Blue Jackets. I, I, I but I think they're a sneaky. I hate Ohio, so I'm not going to pay attention. Though. They're going to be one of those teams that teeter along at the end of the year. I, I just had the Devils over. It was going to be. The Blue Jackets next. What's shocking is we all have the Bruins missing. Mm-hmm. I think I we think all have the Bruins the missing. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I I agree. I mean, I'm on the same page. I was I thought I was nuts for leaving off the Bruins, but I'm like, you know what? I don't think I think Swayman really can't. I like Swayman. I I do too. I like him, but like I think he's eventually due with regression. Like he popped off like right away, and I just think they're like they're not. They're getting older. I, I, I worry about their depth in both forwards and defensemen. Uh, I worry that they're going to rely too much on Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak. Like, I, I, Bergeron's at the back end. Marchand is getting on there. I, I just don't see. So, 
Yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets opening night roster, Kent Johnson is on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I, I think the Blue Jackets are your way, but I don't hate the prediction at all, Jordan. I hey. think it could be, I think it could flip flop between the Devils and the Blue Jackets. Hey, year. hey, Nick, remember that if we hadn't traded Seth Jones, we probably would have both uh, Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger. I try not to think about it. I just it. wanted to remind you like, both of those players could. could Why you got to hurt yourself? Why you got to hurt yourself like that? Because I think that remembering is the only way to keep moving forward. <laughs> moving on to the West. Better to feel something than nothing, I guess. Uh, rather feel pain than nothing at all. That's what they tell me. Johnny okay, Cash wrote a song grace. about it. Uh, okay, or, no, we didn't. Grace. That was Nine Inch Nails, I think. Uh, yeah, three days grace. Three days grace. Rather be a at all. Pain. <laughs> Jordan. You know what? No, Tim, you haven't let off a division yet. Take us off to the Central. Okay. Uh, great. In the Central, I have Colorado. Chicago. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, Colorado. Uh, I've got the Minnesota Wild as number two. I, I don't think that's unrealistic. They've got good forwards. They've got good defense. I think Carol Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Hartman, that's a great line. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to steal you wins. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm all for Minnesota. Number three is going to be the Dallas Stars. Oh, okay. I hate it. I hate this. I just, I'm looking at it. I just, Robertson, I think if Rupe Hintz stays healthy, which are big question marks, I think Robertson, uh, Pavelski is great. Even I've doubted him before. Uh, Miro Heiskin, I know they lost Klingberg, but they've got Ottinger and goal. Uh, they still have Reggie off too, right? Yeah, I think so. He was just injured last year. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan, like I, they're not what they were, but they're still good. I think that they're better than I don't trust the blues. Uh, the Preds are, the Preds have still good defense and good goaltending, but their forwards are question marks. Uh, you know, the rest of the division here we are. Uh, yeah, those are the three for me for the central. Uh, I'm I'm going to piggyback off you here, Tim, because I got uh, we're out, we're completely off, but I have three teams as well. Okay, I got, I got the Abs, obviously. I mean, they're going to run away with that division. Got to be that's silly, uh, yeah. The Blues, I have the Blues. I think the Blues are just one of those teams, as they're pesky. We hate the hell out of them, and they're just going to get. I mean, you got Robert Thomas, who's a stud. You got Jordan Cairo, who's a stud. You got Ryan O'Reilly down there. Tori Krug. Uh, it really it all depends. On, it really it all depends on uh, Tarasenko. if he could continue off last year, and then uh, we'll see what Bennington does with the full season in that. Uh, he doesn't have Huso there to really bail him out anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then three, I got the uh, Predators. I think they are sneaky good. I think you know. Philip Forsberg's a stud. Their defense is always great. You got UC Saros between the pipes. Uh, and then it, I think they're just kind of going to grind it out. Duchesne had a great bounce back year last year. I think I think he continues it this year. Uh, Johansson kind of needs to pick it up, but I think they do. I think the Predators, in a weak division, they take advantage of the Central. And I just think the Wild, they're a good team. I don't think they put up what they did last year. Uh, especially those cap restructure penalties are going to come back to haunt them. 
uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to trying to trade for talent at the trade deadline. So you only pick up three teams each. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think, and I think we both th- live in the central. It's not yeah. great. No. Yeah. I think it, it's weird. Cause last year I think we had th- five from the central and three from the West or Pacific. And I think it's just vice versa this year. This the yeah. central got really bad. Top heavy, very, very top heavy central division. And the rest of us are fighting for last. Yeah. Okay. You or me, Jordan. I'll pick. Um, so Colorado is winning the central. I don't think there's any question marks about that. Um, second, I think Nashville is going to be a lot better. I think they're going to, like they showed flashes of what they could be last season. And I think it's not that ridiculous to say they might keep progressing. Um, the Dallas stars, I think will be taking third. And then I have St. Louis at four. Am I counting that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. St. Louis is going to be like fourth. They've continued to have subtractions from their roster, and I think they're continuing to get weaker. But I still think they have enough to squeak in as like the fourth in that that division. Colorado first. Um, Stanley Cup favorites too. You know. Um, I would say Nashville number two. A lot of things you guys said already. They got uh, good goaltending, good defense. Um, three, I'm going to go Minnesota. You know, my buddy had a reason to draft Kaprasov at number two. You know, he's going to be fine. Four. I'm going to go St. Louis over Dallas. I think St. Louis makes that four spot for me. All right. Should I start Pacific or should I, Nick is the only one that yeah, hasn't started yeah, one Nick, yet. Nick, yeah, Nick start Pacific. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I will uh so for the Pacific, as we know, if we're if you're doing the math at home, I got five teams for the Pacific. Uh I like the Flames in the one spot. I like the Flames mm-hmm. when in the I like the Flames when in the Pacific. Uh I think they added Quite a few pieces. I mean, yeah, you lost Matthew Kachuk. I think Huberto is still a great ad. Now you extended him, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you got Mackenzie Weger, who's a nice addition to the defense. Uh, and then you got Nazem Kadri. If he even is 75% of himself yeah. from last year, he's going to be great. Uh, Rasper Sanderson. Uh, Jacob Markstrom was a stub between the pipes last year. I think he continues that this year. And then you got uh, Del- uh, Sutter coaching over there. So He's back. Yeah, they're just going to keep grinding away. I, I, I like the Flames one in the division. Uh, two, I like uh, at two, I like the Oilers. I don't see how you could really rule them out. I think McDavid and Dryso kind of just take it over by storm. Uh, we'll see what Jack Campbell does between the pipes. But I think the Oilers are just, you know, during the regular season, they're kind of they're kind of reminiscent of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're going to light it up in the regular season, and uh, you know. I mean, I know they made a run last year, but we'll see. I like, but I like the, uh, I like the Oilers at two, three. Here's my shocking team at three, the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, okay. I like okay. the Anaheim. I like the Anaheim Ducks this year. You got Jamie Drysdale, young stud. How can, uh, Trevor Zegers, amazing. Uh, Mason McTavish, hint, hint. I'll be talking about him a little bit later. Uh, I think Mason McTavish is going to have a really big year. Uh, John Gibson, he was circulating in a lot of trade rumors this past offseason. I think he's going to have an amazing year. 
And I think that that division is a lot like the Central. Like you have five decent teams and you got some bottom bottom feeders. I think the Ducks are going to really take advantage of that. Um, and I might be just buying into the hype, but who knows? Uh, four, four, I got the Golden Knights. I think it's kind of hard to not put them in just with their talent they have. Um, the goalie situation kind of worries me. They got a they got good talent and from the blue line and up. Their goalie's kind of weak uh, with no Robin Leonard for most of the season, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, but, yeah, they got a talented team. I think Bill Kessel finds his groove and puts in 25 this year. So, uh, And then five, I like the Vancouver Canucks. I think their team – I think their team was a lot better on paper last year than the record shows. Uh, the record was really bad. I think they just really didn't click and get off to the right foot start. Uh, and I think they kind of turn it around this year. They have too much talent on that team to not make the playoffs. Uh, and I think Thatcher Demko is going to have a really solid year between the pipes there. So uh, with Elias Patterson, Brock Besser, and uh, Bo Horvat, Bo Horvat, JT Con- Miller, JT Miller, Connor Garland, uh, I think they have a really good year. So uh, give me the Canucks at five. Okay. Um, I'll go. All right. So. My one and two are like yours, but flipped. I go Edmonton. I think, you know, they have a strong regular season like they always do. And they take that first spot. But I think Calgary and them are very close at the end of the season. Like they're going to be neck and neck to, to win the division. Calgary, you know, like you said, um, traded away to Chuck. But I think they improved their team by doing it. Because they were able to solidify a couple other pieces and make themselves even stronger without him. Um. Number three, I got Vegas. I mean, they're very top-heavy. Their goalie is their weakest spot. But if they can outscore opponents, especially in their division, which is a little weak, so to speak, like you said, there's bottom feeder teams, um, especially their conference, especially. Um, They should be able to squeak that. And then I was happy you picked them because I was wavering, but uh, Vancouver, I think, is my fourth team because, like you said, they've got a lot of talent there. Thatcher Demko is primed to have a pretty good season. Um, so yeah, that's my four. Oh, I like it. I like it. Jordan? I like how you did like the gesture. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I You're above <laughs> me right now, so... Uh... <laughs> I still got to figure out how to point at Nick. Uh, yeah, and my 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 thing's not mirrored anymore. It's not. It used to be mirrored. Now it's not mirrored. Jordan's the easy one. Up is still up. Yeah, up is up. <laughs> down is down. Uh, the other two are kitty wampus for me. So what are you do? <laughs> uh, Jordan, it's all you. All right. So I think Edmonton wins this division. Um, the only subtraction that I think that they really had, and it's what is it? It's Duncan Keith, and then Mike Smith is. He's out for goaltender for them, right? Like they're blessing. <laughs> that's an addition by subtraction. Yeah, well, that's it, I mean, it is an addition by subtraction. But. Pay him to stay home. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, but yes, yes, Jordan. Besides Duncan Keith, I think it's really just Mike Mike Smith. But, so Edmondson's got the same basic core: dry saddle, McDavid will be awesome, like always. Um, Calgary, I think, is a good spot for second. They didn't get noticeably weaker, and like David was saying, they kind of short of a couple spots that they needed to fill. Um, I think that Vegas is going to take third. I think them missing the playoffs is going to finally light up like a fire underneath some of the players there. I think it was kind of just a given for a while that Vegas just makes it. 
I think it gives them like a reality check that, hey, you're not just owed a playoff spot. And I'm right there with you, Nick. I think Anaheim might be making the playoffs this year. I'm taking them at fourth. Um, Ducks fly together, baby. Yeah, I, I like what they've done this offseason. Yeah. I, I, they, you, were, they were, they were, they and Vancouver were fighting it out for that last spot for me. That's fair. Uh, all right. Winning the division, I got Calgary. They've got a stupid good top four now that you've added Mackenzie Weger to Noah Hanfin and Rasmus Anderson. And I forget who's their other like top oh, four defenseman. Oliver Collington. Great. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, Markstrom, I think, is still in a really good spot as goalie. Uh, they've got a solid top six. And again, I like their depth. Uh, all in all, there's no, they might not have that one star that puts them over the edge, but they've got a slew of people that are borderline all-star caliber that can rise up. And it, it's just a good complimentary team. And Daryl Sutter thrives on that kind of play. Uh, Second, I got Edmonton. I mean, it's irresponsible to not. Again, they're like Toronto. Regular season at this point, I have no worries. It's just come playoffs, Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be run so ragged. Will they still be ready to go healthy, 100% ready to go for playoffs? Otherwise, they need other people to step up. Uh, I still really like Zach Hyman. I think he was a really good addition to them. Uh, And they've got the best goalie they've had in years. Jack Campbell, like that is the best goalie they, that Edmonton has had. It's sort of like Ottawa. It says more about Edmonton's goaltending, but they've got the best uh, Evan Bouchard, I think takes a step forward this year and is a true top four defenseman. They've got a lot going for them. Number three, I have the LA Kings. Okay. I really like this team. I think Anze Kopitar still has a lot in the tank, uh, especially with some of the other guys. I mean, you've got the potential of Turcotte, Byfield. Uh, you've got Victor Arvidsson is on their top six wings. Uh, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot, they've sneakily had a lot of young guys and like other guys filling in that have replenished their forward core. Uh, their defense is still thriving on Drew Dougherty and I I'd like to see more depth there but like it is what it is if Jonathan Quick who had a massive resurgence last year I know that he's old he's like 36 but so's flurry uh and like I think that if he can have a resurgence and uh Cal Peterson takes a step forward I do not see a reason why this team could not make the playoffs in a year like this. Uh, fourth, fourth position. I've got the Vancouver Canucks for all the reasons that everyone has already touched on. So I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, and then fifth, I've got the Anaheim ducks. So I think Vegas misses the playoffs. I don't think I, I I don't even know if Mark stone is going to be able to play this year. I think he's still injured. Uh, I, and it's weird because I had like Eichel potentially getting that, like my dark horse for the heart trophy again. Uh, I just couldn't do it. I don't think that their team as a whole, even if the pieces are there, they don't seem fluid as a team. 
they haven't had time to build consistent team chemistry over the years. Uh, so no, yeah, they're yeah. off my list. I, and Robin Leader out is killing them. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I mean, it was tough to put the Knights on my list. I just think the Kings are maybe Again. a year a year away. I I just want to see a little bit more on their defense, but they could shock me because I mean it, they got the good. defense is the big one for me is the question mark. But they got good, they got really good two way forwards with uh, Dano. Kopitar. Oh my God. I completely forgot about Philippe yeah. Deneau. Yeah. He's Deneau, basically Deneau, a defenseman who scores. <laughs> yeah. Deneau, Deneau, Kopitar, and uh, Arvidsson plays a little bit of a two, two-way oh, game. Oh yeah. A so, Byfield uh, plays a two-way game. Turcotte plays a two-way game. So yeah, I mean, they could be, they could squeak in. So I don't hate it at all, Tim. I don't hate it at all. Now, that means before we get into, do you, before we get into the next, I do have to ask, and maybe this isn't the right time for that. What's your Stanley Cup uh, final prediction? Who's playing in the Stanley Cup final and who's getting the cup? We talked about the playoffs. Uh, all right, I'll go. I got it right here. Awesome. Let's do it. I think the abs make it back to the uh, back to the cup. I think it's too hard to really go against that. I think they are by far and away the best team in the Western Conference. Uh, I think the Oilers and Flames are in their own tier, but the Avs are in their separate elite tier. Uh, I think the Oilers, Oilers and Flames are great. The Avs are elite. Uh, I got the Avs playing the Panthers. I think the Florida Panthers, they, they yes, they lost Huberto. Yes, they lost Uyghur. I think Matthew Kachuk is a whole different animal. I think he really addresses a bunch of needs for that team. They weren't really physical. They were a skilled team that really kind of just – just outskilled everybody. I think this physical presence, as well as Matthew Kachuk being skilled and just he could lay the body. He's a unicorn when it comes to the NHL. Uh, so, I, and then I got the Panthers being seven games. Mm-hmm. Panthers, See, and you're seven. just picking. You're picking the winners of the cup. Wow, you lagged okay. on me a little. Panthers and seven. Panthers and seven. Okay, copy that. I, I I just looked through my picks and I got mine. All right. I think Colorado, like Nick, repeats. Team is strong. So you got the, the the heart of the Rockies versus the Big Apple. I think the New York Rangers make the cup final, especially if they acquire a certain Patrick Kane. And uh, if we're picking winners, God, that's hard. Um, you know what? I don't like the Avalanche. I'm a Red Wings fan. New York Rangers in six. I love it. When Patrick Kane goes back there and he wins a cup in his first year of being traded. I love it. It's yeah, so I'm, I'm on board Stafford for that. Special. The Matthew Easy. Stafford special. Uh, I, I can it, go Tim. Jordan or go for it, Tim. All right, I have, I have Calgary. Okay. I think, I think Colorado again. They're the same team pretty much. However, they're goaltending. Georgiev is their number one goaltender. And then uh, Pavel Francois is their backup. That's a, that's not good. I mean, Georgiev, Georgiev could be a starter. He might dazzle everyone this year, but if you can get past the forwards and if you can be on the ice when Makar and uh, man, they've got deep. But if you can, if you can get in there, if you can break those defenses and get in, 
the goalie is not going to be the one to save the day. Uh, so I think that Colorado, and it's hard to repeat. So <laughs> I think Colorado gets bested. I think Calgary's in the West, and I got to go with the Rangers in the East. And I think if is the cup going to Canada, Tim? No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. I think if Calgary meets the Rangers, it's it's Rangers in six. I think Calgary. I think it's going to be a goaltending duel. I think that it's going to be a physical game. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Definitely say Rangers in six. Um, I like it. I like it. So we got two two members of the squad saying Rangers. All right. Um, all right. So. I think Edmonton's going to the cup finals this year. It seems Jeez. like they, yeah, they keep it's, it's all right. So let me, let me justify why. I yeah, made this please. Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Every time Edmonton has made the playoffs, they've taken a step forward. Right. So the first time they made it, they were a bubble team. The year after that, they finally won a playoff round last year. They made it to the conference finals against the, um, the Colorado avalanche. I think this might finally be the year that, they push through McDavid and Drysdale. We know are going to be awesome, but I think they'll be a lot better with more consistent goaltending. And like you guys said, I think Evan Bouchard might take that next step forward to be the real help that Darnell Nurse needs for that squad. So, like, I know it's bold, but I I think they might finally it. do it. For. Yeah. Um, from the East, though. Don't say Toronto. <laughs> I'm so nervous. I think it might actually be this, like this might be the year they finally crack through. It's it's make or break for that group. And what has Matthew's got left? He's got two years left after this. Yeah. Are you got... saying the cup's going to Canada? I was going to say, I... this is a nightmare scenario. <laughs> I think it's going to Canada, but I think Edmonton's winning just because they actually can play defense that the Maple Whoa. Leafs can't. So Holy McDavid crap. gets his cup. Yeah, I think McDavid wins this year. Holy hell. Why does that feel like the boldest prediction of all time? Like it should <laughs> not be. It's the world's best player. Like I hate it. I hate it. I like, love it. This is chaos. That and I would love, like, I would love to see the Leafs fans salt on Reddit and Facebook when they lose in the cup finals. Oh no, I do love that, but to a Canadian team. Like if there's a Canadian team that's going to get it, though, I want it to be Edmonton because I don't want Toronto getting it because it's Toronto and Montreal is not good enough to make it this no, year. No, I, I don't, don't think, think Montreal so. made like I looked at their defense and I cried a little uh, and their goaltending just I can't in good conscience put them above anyone else. Uh, but no, I, wow. I feel like Edmonton is the team that brings the cup back to Canada. Wow. This is huge i know it's a bunch of crazy predictions but i don't know i just have this feeling about edmonton this year well the only guarantee we have is that the rangers aren't gonna win because i've got them going uh yeah they're gonna get we just, we just cursed their entire season yeah exactly i'm so sorry i had a time they got uh, lafreniere and then they're gonna get bedard <laughs> cool and who do you got tim huh Tim picked already. Oh yeah, you did pick already. Yeah, uh, I'm Rangers. Rangers and Cal- Rangers beat Calgary. We're on to we the picked. awards. We're on to the awards. So yeah, we'll be on to the last part of the segment for the show. Um, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, every year the NHL hands out awards to spectacular players across the league for all sorts of different reasons. 
Um, they include the Art Ross, the Norris Trophy, the Rocket Richard, the Vesna, the uh, Calter Trophy. Nick, you were already talking about you had your list. You want to go through your list of like who you expect to win what awards? Yeah, yeah. So I'll go through real quick. Um, I'll say my heart prediction for la- for last. Uh, for the Art Ross, uh, most points. It's got to be awesome, Matthews. And he's just going to light it up. He's amazing. I think another 60-goal season on wow. the way. I think Matthews is going to just continue to be a stud. Uh, and he might he's probably going to be the highest paid player in the NHL by the when his contract ends with the Leafs. Uh, and I think Matthews is going to really pop off this year. I think I'm gonna say 125 points. Wow. I'm gonna say 125 points. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think it's really really I mean 60 goals and it's a lot, it's a stretch, but I I think Matthews really pops off. Um for my yes, Norris tro- for my Norris trophy winner, it's kind of hard to go against him. Cal McCarr. I think he is without a doubt the best defenseman in the league. Uh Roman Yossi's a close second. Uh Sider's getting up there. Uh, but I think Cal McCarr takes it this year. Uh for my Vezina, I like Juicy Saros. I think he brings the Preds to the playoffs. I think he is part of the big reason why the Preds make the playoffs. I, I think he is a top three goalie in the league, and this season he's going to be number one. I think he out outplays uh, Shesterkin. I think he outplays Vasilevsky, and he's going to win the Vezina. Other, I hinted at it earlier, Mason McTavish on the on the Ducks. Uh, he's a big physical presence. He's a power forward, which the Ducks kind of need. Uh, he's going to get in front of the net, uh, put away – put away some dirty goals, some juicy rebounds. Uh, and Zegers is going to set him up beautifully when he's just crashing the net. So give me Mason McTavish as my Calder. My heart trophy winner. The unicorn himself, Matthew Tuchuk. I think Tuchuk wow. has, I think Tuchuk has a season like last year, like Huberto does. Huberto was in discussion for the heart trophy, heart trophy last year. I think Tuchuk still puts up 90 to hundred points with this team. And I think he, he just plays a better two way game than Huberto does. And I think that, uh, and especially with his name, just being all over the news, I think the hockey writers association is going to consider that a lot. So I'd give me Matthew uh, to Chuck winning the heart trophy winner. Noah, what's your rocket? Oh, Which I think Richard. I know already. Rocket Richard Austin Matthews. Okay. Any prediction for Selkie? Selkie, no, I, I I really just put the big five. That's uh, fair. That's if fair. I, if I had to throw it out there, oof. Um, Philip Deneau. That's very fair. Can we just stick to the five? Yeah, we'll just whatever you guys five. have. Whatever you guys have. Yeah, I'll just fire it. Yeah, go ahead. Tim, you go. Sure. All right. Art Ross, right off the bat, it's going to be a little different. Uh, I've got McDavid. Uh, I know it's seems like it's always McDavid these days that said he's in a position where they're going to be playing him 25. He's, he's playing defenseman minutes every night as a forward. Like it just, he's in every situation. Uh, To me, Matthews, there's enough people to spread around that he doesn't always have to be on the ice. Whereas McDavid, he's just going to have more time to do it. Uh, So I've got McDavid, my Norris, I've got Roman Yossi. Uh, I think that the league can be hesitant to double up at times. 
And I think that the fact that Colorado is such a stacked team with like Devontae's, uh, you know, Samuel Gerard, like there's a bunch of good guys there that McCarr can shine, but he doesn't have to shoulder a lot of burden. I think Roman Yossi on a less good team is going to put up comparable numbers to McCarr. And I think if it's comparable, they'll give it to Yossi this year simply because you don't want to just keep doubling up. Uh, Vesna, I got to go Shesterkin. I really think that he's going to take another step forward. And just with the caliber of team that uh, the Rangers have, I think if everyone takes a step forward, he's going to get to shine even more. Uh, Calder, I got Shane Wright, baby. I've got him lighting up and like blazing a trail in Seattle. And it's going to be the first like big excitement that Seattle has. It's going to call attention. He's going to be exciting for the league. I, I, I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be Shane Wright this year. So he outshines Matty Beneers. I think he's going to, I, I think he will. Really? No, I, I'm just, I'm just taking a little deeper for the show. No, that's an excellent, I, 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 agree. I love it. That's an excellent question. Actually, I think that Matty Beneers is going to be great. I think that Shane Wright has that chip on his shoulder and he plays a little, I don't know. I think he's a little meaner than uh, Matty Beniers. And I think that that's going to carry him a little bit further night night in and night out than where uh, Matty Beniers is. Uh, Selkie, I had Alexander Barkoff. Uh, Rocket Richard, I had Matthews. Uh, And I think partly for me, it's because the Art Ross is for McDavid. The Rocket is for Matthews. I think that's an obvious... Matthews is gonna get the rocket, but McDavid's gonna have a an all around more points. Uh, my heart, I think it's Panarin this year. I think that Panarin sees this is the opportunity. He takes this team. There's a lot of you know a lot of talent on this team, but he raises his level because everyone else is raising their level. So he's naturally got to go a level up. I think that he's going to put this team and drive them through. He's going to be the guy that kicks in on nights when they need that extra hit, sort of a Patrick Kane situation the year he won the heart. Uh, I think that Panarin is the heart trophy winner for me. I'm glad I drafted him in our league. You know, I will never forgive you. He took what I wanted. Well, he's mine now. Oh yeah. man. Go ahead. Who's next? I'll go to Jordan. Um, Art Ross and the heart are, they're both going to McDavid, in my opinion. Just like you said, he plays defenseman minutes as a forward, and he's always putting up the points. Um, the Norris trophy. I mean, Yossi, I think Yossi will get it this year. McCarr had his time in the sun, which is fine. He deserves his time in the sun, but I think he might step it up this season and just take it this year. Um, the Rocket Richard, Matthews has shown that he's an elite goal scorer like Alex Ovechkin is at this point, and he's pretty much driving the offense that is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, the Vesna, Igor Shesterkin looked great last year. There's no reason to think he doesn't look great this year. And 
New York didn't really get weaker, so there's no reason to not expect right. him to be just as good. The Selkie, Elias Lindholm, I think this might be his year to actually take it. Um, Calder, I'm going to go a little bit off the wall here, though. Alexander Holtz, I think, wins it this year. I remember watching him when he was playing with the United States, uh, what was it, their U- uh, what was it, U18 team. And the two players that struck out to me watching that that group were Trevor Zegris and Alexander Holtz. Those were like the two players who I looked at both of them and said, those guys will be NHLers one day. He should be a Blackhawk. Should trade to rank it to the Devils. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's... But no, I like to pick the whole. I like Holtz. No, I, like I dig it. Yeah. David, David who are you going? Hart, Hart, Dylan Larkin, Norris, Cider, Vesna, Huso. All, right, all, right, all right, here I go. Here I go. I know there's going to be two crazy wild card picks mixed in here. I love it. I mean, Selkie, I'm going to go Barkov. I think he's great. Um, hi, Kitty Cat. Okay. Um, Vesna, I'm going to go Shesterkin. I think one of the big reasons why the Rangers did so well last year and why they're going to do so well this year is because he is going to be the man between those pipes to get them where they need to go. Um, Art Ross, I'm going to go Connor McDavid. I mean, the guy plays a lot of minutes, puts up a lot of points. I think he's going to – I don't think he'll hit the 120s like Nick thinks he will, but I think he'll be pretty high. Oh, I got Matthews hitting the 120s. Oh. I thought you had. Mm. Oh, Austin Matthews is going to be my Rocket Richard. Dude can score. Um, he's going to be banking him in. Hart, I'm going to give to. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm going to get to McDavid. Um, dude is going to put that team on his back. I mean, he's got dry settle with him, but he plays like you guys have been saying, like 25 minutes a game. Like that's a Hart Trophy winner right there. A guy that is out there all the time. Norris, I'm, I'm taking that, that, that bold prediction and I'm just throwing a freaking Carolina Reaper pepper in it. I think Moritz Sider just shocks the world and goes from Calder winner to Norris Trophy winner. Dude is hot. Like, yeah, Mo, Mo Sider, Mo Problems, you know, that's what I've been saying. And I'm going to just throw another, another crazy one in here. Just get ready for this one. Call their trophy winner. You know, oh, don't don't say trophy. No, um, who? What? Who did you say I was gonna say? Go ahead, <laughs> guys. I'm I'm blooming right now. It's springtime, and I'm blooming for Elmer Soderblom. Oh. I think <laughs> I think he's gonna shock some people. Like it was shocking <sighs> that he made the team. He is a six foot eight four with skillful hands, and he's gonna be hard to stop. Like he's going to be, he's not going to score like 50 something goals, but he's going to be a threat to a lot of teams. Just like, how are you going to slow this big body down? And I think he's going to skate his way with his silky hands to a Calder trophy. I'm not, I'm a Red Wings homer. I'll say it, but I think he's going to shock a lot of people this year. I think him more than cider winning it. Like cider's my big, crazy prediction. Because, like, yeah, we've got Kel McCarr. We've got Adam But Fox, realistically, like, he's in the, at least unless he takes a serious sophomore slump, he, like, he's... He's going to be talked about. Like, he was being talked about 
last He'll year they the Trophy. They're like they're like yeah. Moritz Sider could be a step away from a Norris Trophy winner if the Red Wings play better. And I think this year we play better, and I think he gets more of a look for it. I mean, I think him being a finalist isn't out of the question. No, I, I, I again, it's anybody's game. Mm-hmm. There's like four or five defensemen that I see realistically in contention. So it could, again, depending on how everybody plays, depending on how teams play. Yeah. If, if the Nashville predators fall apart and Yossi's just not in a good position to be playing that game, why not potentially have mm-hmm. a Moritz cider? If, if everyone's trending the right way, Soderblom, I just don't know if he's going to get the minutes to be a called. Like, I feel like Calder winners fairly or unfairly are in top six minutes and you're getting a chance to see them a lot on the ice and they're seeing mm-hmm. that consistency. Uh, if he's on the third line all year, I just don't know. But I love it. Swing for it, man. That's exciting. I think he's going to shock a lot of people. I hope he does. It's good for the league. Um, I think that's everything I have on the docket for tonight's show. It's been a bit of a long, but it's also the preseason one. It's a season preview. The night before the season, not a sound in the house. Besides people getting their jerseys ready for a hockey season to remember. John Tortorella yelling at the moon. Um, Before we end up wrapping the show, is there anything anybody else wants to talk about? Uh, No. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Sorry, go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say, I'm going to the Wolves, the Chicago Wolves home opener on uh, Saturday, their banner raising ceremony. Uh, So that's going to be fun. It's good to see live hockey again. Uh, Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, no, I mean, the one situation, NHL news, oh. I'm, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it on everything. Everybody knows when we're into that. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get involved in it. Uh, I think let the, let it all come out first and let the real details surface. And then maybe we can oh. touch it. We're not, we're yeah. not equipped. Uh, nope. realistically, we're just not equipped to handle the nuances of that. I will say as a hockey fan, and again, Nick, you and I especially went through it last year, but As a hockey fan, I am constantly forced to reconcile my love of the sport with some of the very serious culture issues. And the one thing I will say on just not even one specific topic, but the top, because there's enough topics to talk about, unfortunately, (laughs) as hockey fans and as a hockey community, the one thing that is filling me with hope is the sheer amount of people within the community that want to see change, that want to be a part of creating a better culture from the ground up and being a part of being being able to actually say hockey is for everyone mm-hmm. and that we are, we're the community that we've sort of always tried to market ourselves to be. And mm-hmm. maybe that hid some things, but... It's it's hard. It's really hard to reconcile sometimes. Yep. So that's that. Yeah, I mean, just in general, we got to be better as a the hockey oh, God, community. Yeah. The hockey community in general has to be better as a whole. 
Um, world needs to be better let's be honest yeah yeah it's just it's just that's life we got shitty people out there and we got good people out there it's just be a good person not a shitty one yeah Yeah. Um, i think that's everything i have on our diet for tonight so i'll go ahead and wrap up the show um for anybody who is still tuning in or watching or listening we appreciate you guys checking out the show at the end of the day this show is by fans for fans um there's no corporate sponsorship or anything like that. So we can say we might have all the hot takes. It's it's a fun way to have the show be. Um, if you liked what you heard, feel free to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts. We're all over the place. Feel free to check us out. But that's going to be it for our show tonight. Um as always, feel free to give us any sort of you know feedback, criticism, stuff like that. Anything that you think will help us improve the show. Because at the end of the day, the show is for you guys as well as us. Um, but yeah, that's it for our show. We appreciate you guys checking out. In the meantime, you guys stay safe. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Hockey season is back, everybody. Let's, let's enjoy night, it. We'll be watching regular season hockey tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, we'll be watching regular season hockey. You guys all enjoy it because I know we're about to. We'll catch you guys later. Go Hawks, I guess. (laughs) I'm blooming for Soderbloom, baby. Go go hockey.